Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Road Less Stupid by Keith J. Cunningham. This thought-provoking book offers invaluable advice for anyone looking to navigate their business with minimal errors and maximal efficiency. Through his unique thinking time practice, Cunningham teaches us how to avoid common business pitfalls, stressing that the key to success is often avoiding mistakes rather than simply having smart ideas. Cunningham's expertise is rooted in his own impressive career as an entrepreneur, an international speaker, and the founder of his own business school, Keys to the Vault. He is also known for facilitating learning among various CEOs in his board of directors program. In addition to The Road Less Stupid, Cunningham has penned Keys to the Vault, Lessons from the Pros on Raising Money and Igniting Your Business, and The Ultimate Blueprint for an Insanely Successful Business further establishing his authority in the field of business strategy and growth. This book is particularly helpful for business leaders aiming to minimize risk and maximize output. If you're a small business owner seeking the next step to success, or perhaps someone who is trying to find a solution to a recurring business problem, The Road Less Stupid is a journey worth embarking on. The Road Less Stupid, Advice from the Chairman of the Board. Introduction, discover your path, minimize mishaps, maximize gains, and ensure longevity. Life isn't a bubble-wrapped journey. Missteps and follies lurk around every corner. We're human, after all. And being human means occasionally paying the price of blunders, the figurative stupid tax. Sometimes it's as trivial as the inconvenience of drenched car seats because you left the windows ajar. At other times, it's a catastrophic financial meltdown, bankruptcy declared because demand outstripped your delivery capability. But what if I told you the pathway to improving your business lies in trimming down the frequency of these blunders? It's all about enhancing your thought process, about cultivating the art of thinking smart, This is precisely what Keith J. Cunningham attempts to tutor you in. It's about a transformative journey into the world of wise decision-making. The nuggets of wisdom you'll glean from this book encapsulate the priceless benefits of circumventing errors and then hand you the toolkit to do just that. It paves the way to institute your very own thinking time routine. Committing to regular thinking time sessions will arm you with the skills to sidestep high-cost mistakes, identify lucrative opportunities, and generate a multitude of solutions to your challenges. It's time to trade in your stupid tax for a wise investment. Part 1. Unmasking the Stupid Tax Visualize this scenario for a moment. A charismatic figure stands in the limelight, his smile radiant, his voice ensnaring the audience. His jests tickle their funny bone, and they hang on to his every word. He's selling an alluring tale, and they're buying into it, hook, line, and sinker. Just a sip each day for a month, he asserts, his timepiece glinting under the stage lights, and you'll see your business skyrocket. You'll amass wealth beyond your wildest dreams, just like me. Indeed, he might be prosperous but it's not the product he's peddling that's filled his coffers. 
It's the captivating narrative he spins around it. The truth is, there's no magic potion to fast-track business success. There are no closely guarded secrets waiting to be unveiled. It's all about acquiring the knowledge that you haven't stumbled upon yet. And how do you discover this knowledge? By thinking. Napoleon Hill's iconic 1937 book, Think and Grow Rich, has sold more than 70 million copies. It's not titled, Follow Your Heart and Grow Rich, or Uncover the Secret and Grow Rich. The emphasis is on thinking. The purveyor of false promises isn't the only one selling you on the idea of blind optimism and quick fixes. You might be unconsciously doing it to yourself. Perhaps your idea for a novel production methodology seemed fantastic after a couple of glasses of wine. But have you truly pondered over the implications? Unfortunately, our most promising ideas sometimes morph into our greatest disasters. To quote Warren Buffett, Optimism is the enemy of the rational investor. So the secret to multiplying your wealth and sustaining it isn't always chasing the next bright idea. The real secret lies in minimizing foolhardy mistakes. If you could travel back in time and reverse your top three financial errors, how much wealthier would you be today? Contemplate over this question, estimate a figure, and then jot it down. This number represents a mere fraction of the stupid tax you've forked out over the years. Want to minimize your stupid tax? Cultivate the habit of thinking time. The best method to accomplish this is to institute a thinking time routine. In the subsequent sections, we'll guide you on this journey of transformation. Part 2. Unraveling the Quintessential Thinking Disciplines Initiating Effective Thinking Time sessions requires starting with questions of high relevance. These queries should allow you to reassess situations that leave you feeling perplexed or anchored, or instances where you felt a surge of overconfidence or have approached unrealistically. These questions come in various forms, but predominantly circle around five cardinal disciplines. Unearthing the unasked question, distinguishing the problem from the symptom, pondering over two end-order consequences, verifying assumptions, and sculpting the machine. These disciplines are interconnected, and mastering them all results in significant deductions from your stupid tax. When you feel cornered and can't seem to pinpoint the right solution, look for the unasked question. This initial discipline is hinged on the theory that problems are merely unaddressed questions, and the challenge is to discover the right ones. To uncover these questions that provide lucidity and a plethora of potential resolutions, there are three characteristics to look for. First, the question should provide insights into the actual challenge that has got you entangled. Second, it should simplify the problem to a level where it becomes tractable. Lastly, it should extend the range of feasible solutions or enhancements for the situation. A technique to find the unasked question is the how could I, so that I will, format. For instance, how could I streamline our delivery system so that I will increase sales totals? Delving into this question provides more clarity and generates superior possibilities than merely stating, our sales are plummeting. If you merely concentrate on the sales, you might erroneously recruit more sales personnel or inflate the marketing budget, subsequently paying a stupid tax. But employing the, how could I, so that I would, framework enhances the likelihood of identifying the right facet 
of the delivery system to enhance, or you might stumble upon the real issue, like the necessity to revamp the entire system for business growth. When asked to identify their paramount challenge, most people erroneously describe the gap between their current state and their desired state. But this gap is just a symptom of the underlying issue causing it. This is where the second discipline, separate the problem from the symptom, comes into play. To pinpoint the root causes triggering your visible symptoms, ask yourself these three questions. Why am I noticing this symptom? What is currently not happening that, if it did, would reduce or eliminate the symptoms? What is currently happening that, if stopped, would reduce or eliminate the symptoms? These questions also resonate with the first principle of thinking. Find the unasked question. As for the remaining three disciplines, just stay tuned for the next section. Part 3. The Cobra Consequence and the Trap of Unintended Effects During the colonial era, the British rulers were deeply frightened by the venomous king cobras that inhabited the city of New Delhi, India. Their solution to this predicament was to offer a lucrative bounty for every dead cobra. Although initially successful, this strategy also incited some crafty locals to breed cobras on farms for the reward. Upon discovering the scheme, the British discontinued the bounty system. Consequently, the snake breeders set the cobras free, doubling the city's snake population compared to its count before the introduction of the bounty system. This tale, possibly fictional and definitely hyperbolic, was popularized by German economist Horst Siebert, who named it the Cobra Effect. It serves as a vivid illustration of what can transpire if you overlook the third vital discipline of thought, pondering over two and order consequences. Essentially, this discipline is an encouragement to contemplate the prospect of being incorrect and to weigh the potential cost of such a mistake. Prior to acting, answering these trio of queries should disclose two Endera order consequences and aid in evading stupid taxes. One, what benefits does this action offer? Two, what are the drawbacks? And three, can I tolerate the negative consequences? Consider Kodak, once a business titan ruling the photography arena. When digital photography emerged, rendering Kodak's precious film irrelevant, the once formidable giant filed for bankruptcy. The irony is that Kodak itself had pioneered digital photography, but the executives dismissed it, assuming it wouldn't take off. Clearly, they were not adhering to the fourth fundamental thinking discipline, verifying assumptions. To master this principle, one must scrutinize the narrative they've constructed about their business and be candid about instances where they've replaced facts with opinions. Once you've pinpointed the root problem through appropriate queries, weighed potential consequences, and verified assumptions, the stage is set for action. Hence, the need to sculpt the machine, the fifth core discipline of thought. A brilliant idea, no matter how novel, is worthless without execution. That's where the machine comes into play, but it can't be the one you're currently utilizing. Implementing a fresh idea demands a new machine. This translates into redirecting resources and realigning priorities. 
after the company-wide dissemination of this message, ensuring consistent execution necessitates pragmatic steps like dashboards, best practices, metrics, and standards. It also requires measurement for fostering accountability and identifying areas demanding improvement. These thinking time sessions can assist in navigating the process of integrating or refining these components. Part 4. The Journey of Intellect In due time, you will find the optimal moment, location, and duration for your thinking time sessions. You will discover your ideal chair, the perfect lighting, and your preferred writing tool. Meanwhile, use the following roadmap to form your thinking time routine, allowing it to organically evolve over time. The engine that drives thinking time sessions is composed of the high-value questions previously discussed. Prior to each session, jot down the queries you wish to explore. Formulating three to five around a single theme can prove fruitful. Don't stress over addressing them all. Your aim here is to broaden your horizon of possibilities, rather than ticking off tasks on a to-do list. Let's glance at some example questions that Cunningham employed in his thinking time sessions. What capabilities or resources should I acquire, or who should I employ, to conquer the prominent hurdles, hindering my growth, sales, and profitability? What are the precise actions and milestones that we need to accomplish to align with our intended deliverables? Where would we be vulnerable if we lose a crucial person or connection? Where is my investment outweighing the returns I am receiving? With my current knowledge, if I could restart with a clean slate, what mechanism would I create and how would I operate this business? If my board of directors were to dismiss me and usher in a new CEO, what alterations would she introduce? Following this, allocate an hour in your schedule, 45 minutes for contemplation, 15 minutes for evaluating and collating your thoughts. Most queries will demand more than a single session, but after 45 minutes, concentration typically wanes. These timeframes are suggestions that can be personalized to suit you. Next, settle into comfort, hydrate yourself, address any irritations, visit the restroom, and so on. Then, close your door, mute your phone, and equip yourself with your favorite pen and paper. Alternatively, you could open a new document on your device. Just beware of the distracting elements on the screen. Finally, you're prepared to engage in thought. Of course, it's easier said than done, but refrain from self-criticism. Foster creativity. Let one idea spark another and follow the indirect trail to its conclusion. Your aim is to garner a variety of potential solutions, not the singular correct answer. After the initial 45 minutes have elapsed, peruse everything you've penned or sketched on your paper or document. Seize the most potent ideas and observe how they intertwine or conform to your existing scenario. Your objective is to link the dots and formulate a coherent picture. Commence with two or three thinking time sessions every week. If you can accommodate more, that's splendid. This process should assist you in mitigating risks identifying genuine opportunities, and enhancing your bottom line. If you need additional reasons to incorporate a thinking time practice, read on. Part 5. The Power of Reflective Thought Picture Joe, 
who spent numerous weeks dedicated to his new plan, laboring in solitude well into the night. After completing the plan, he meticulously followed each step, never skipping a day or a detail. His business has yet to rebound, but any moment now, the highly anticipated results should begin to emerge. While Joe's commitment is commendable, there's a high probability those eagerly awaited results won't materialize. Enthusiasm in execution is beneficial, except when it's leading you astray. This is when you incur a dumb tax. Joe could have invited someone to review his plan, or even better, enlisted a professional's assistance. If Joe had a thinking time routine, he most likely would have recognized this on his own. Thinking time sessions can help you steer clear of errors in tangible ways, such as rectifying inefficient procedures, sidestepping hazardous investments, or augmenting productive expenditure. Moreover, these sessions can help you evade the dumb tax in more subtle ways, such as re-evaluating your direction before embarking on a misguided sprint. The indirect benefits of thinking time sessions can reinforce the fundamental skills required to thrive as a business owner. No one is inherently born with these abilities. They are developed through rigorous effort, constant practice, rectification, assessment, relentless diligence, and, crucially, thinking. Successful entrepreneurs need to be sculpted, and thinking time can enhance this process. Additionally, thinking time prevents you from adopting a trial-and-error approach with your business. While it might assist in establishing your thinking time routine, the trial-and-error method is a time-consuming and costly strategy for business with a high likelihood of failure. Consider making a phone call. Would you randomly dial numbers? Certainly not yet. That's analogous to what you're doing to your business when opting for the trial-and-error route. Lastly, thinking time sessions. Position you in a mindset primed for growth. You will begin to perceive challenges as opportunities for learning and expanding your abilities. This is vital for attaining greater success, because if you yearn for improvement, you must evolve. Simply desiring increased profits, expansion, or fulfillment won't suffice. You need to act. You must modify what isn't functioning and introduce what's needed. It may not be easy, and it may demand stepping outside of your comfort zone, but rest assured, it will be worthwhile. Final summary. The secret to triumph in business isn't about executing more intelligent steps. It revolves around minimizing the number of misguided ones. To evade these misguided steps and the consequent dumb tax, you need to engage in contemplation. A routine and practice of thinking time will assist you in refining your thinking process. While this summary might have taken you less than 20 minutes to digest, the extraction of maximum value from it and from a thinking time practice requires a longer span. The insights presented here hold value only if you genuinely pledge to commit to thinking time and ensure diligent follow-through on that commitment. Merely wishing to develop a thinking time practice or resolving to do so isn't equivalent to actual implementation. Sure, the sight of a blank page staring back at you as you kickstart the thinking time process might feel daunting. Just reassure yourself that amplified efficiency, profitability, and sustainability are the rewards waiting at the end of your thinking journey.
Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.